Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Alcetta, hey everybody, this is your buddy, Nick Cage. Well, you might be wondering why every time you turn on your TV, there's Nick Cage in a new movie. Well, that's because Nick Cage can't be stopped. We interrupt this over-the-top impression to bring you back to your regularly scheduled program, The Living Artist. Please excuse the interruption. You thought you got rid of me, but I'm back, everybody. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) It's getting there. Come on. Got to work out these impressions when you can. Welcome back to the podcast. What the hell does Nick Cage have to do with anything? You know, not really much at all, except for, you know, just got to have a little fun sometimes. But uh, yeah, he's kind of ubiquitous out there. I could tie that into how do you become ubiquitous? But you know what? That's a topic for another conversation and another episode. Today, I thought I would talk about something that I get asked all the time on social media. And it's something that I've really never covered up until now. I've covered, are you ready for galleries? I've covered scams. I've covered a lot of that stuff. But it's kind of in the middle of that. It's what happens when a gallery or some unknown entity, a lot of times overseas, reaches out to you and wants you to be a part of their gallery or their program, and they want to charge you a bunch of money to do it and have you ship your work over there, and then they're going to represent you and get you into some booth or get you into some fair and then you know show your work a little bit to all these collectors. What do you do in that situation? 
Is it worth the money? Is it worth the time? Well, we're going to get into that right now. Yeah, so this has happened to me countless times in my career over the years, over 20 plus years doing this, and it's come in many different forms, and it seems to be happening a lot more nowadays with social media, like everything else. You have to be more discernible than ever these days. But at the same time, we also have so much more power nowadays to contact people, to ask people's opinion, things like that. So it's kind of a blessing and a curse. It used to just be by email or you'd get some random thing maybe in the mail every once in a while, but mainly by email. And nowadays it happens over social media a lot and email. So what happens when an entity reaches out to you and they sound really good, like almost sounds too good to be true. There's like this huge email talking about how great the gallery is or how great the establishment is that wants to represent you. They typically have some very vague introductory paragraph or sentence saying that they love your work or whatever. Um, They don't really talk about too much in detail or maybe sometimes they'll highlight a detail here and there, but they will ask you basically to be represented by them. And all you have to do is read through to the fine print and get down there. And basically, you see that you have to pay about $1,500, $1,800, $2,000, upwards of $2,000, sometimes even up to four dollars or $5,000 to you know, be a part of this thing. And typically, it's like a booth or it's wall space in the gallery um, or it's a fair or something like that. And you have to front that money and you sign the contract and they promise to you know, get you out to all their clientele, to all their collectors overseas. And it's a great opportunity. And they typically will have a bunch of paragraphs and, you know, maybe some links um, explaining their gallery. And a lot of these places look legit. And it's kind of just leaves you wondering, like, man, obviously I'm flattered because this gallery or this entity reached out to me. They love my work. They want to represent me. You know, maybe you're kind of struggling right now and you, you know, you want to be represented. And you obviously everybody wants to get their work out there and overseas, especially and reach a new collector base and clientele. That's something that we all want. I'm not saying that it's predatory, but it also is kind of in a, in a way because it's preying a little bit on your need and want and desperation to maybe do it. Uh, and you're kind of like, well, you know, I could, I could spend the money. I could get that over there. And I'm here to say, before you do that, let's think about it a little bit. Uh, it is not always very easy to discern whether it's a good idea for you or not. And really, it kind of is dependent a little bit on you. It's dependent on how much money you have saved up. It's dependent on, you know, is somebody bankrolling you? Do you have a budget for stuff like this where you can just take a risk and try something? Because uh, a lot of times, I know with me, for example, it would be like draining my account and maybe even getting into debt when I was, you know, thinking about doing some of these things in the past. And I know a lot of people out there are the same. So you really, the stakes are kind of high. Like, do I really take this risk and drain my savings account or even get into debt to get into this? And, You have no idea. There's no guarantee that you're going to sell your work, that you're going to break even, that your work's even going to be shown, you know, unless you go over there and you're there personally. And then you have to pay for a plane ticket as well and all that stuff and the insurance on it and packaging everything and insurance on all the packaging of the artwork to ship over there. So you need to really dig deep and think about where you are in your career. If you have the money to do it, if you have a little bit of kind of a buffer where you can take some risks and stuff like that, then, you know, maybe depending on how good it is, depending on how legit the place is, if it's been around for a while, if you can verify that online and see other people doing it and see their social media presence and see other people talking about them and you think, well, you know, this might be worth just trying it out. And you know what? If I don't sell anything, it's a good experience. I can put it on my resume. That is fine. That's good for some people. But, you know, a lot of times you will get into something like this and there'll be like 
not necessarily promises made, but the strong possibility of sales and of reaching great collectors and, you know, being part of their collector base and, and having really good reach and, you know, establishing yourself in a way, even if you don't sell anything, uh, where it looks really good to you. So first of all, I would say a lot of times, you know, the money is kind of a red flag. And a lot of times the kind of the cold calling or the cold emailing or the cold DMing in this situation is kind of a red flag for me because it shows that they're doing it to quite a few people and the vague, like uh, they don't even really talk about your work or they don't really talk about anything you've done or a specific piece. That's a little bit suspect as well. You'd really want somebody to be like, look, I saw you here. You know, I see that you're selling work here. I love this piece specifically. I see that you have this on your resume. If they've taken the time to really dig into your work and to your bio or what you're doing and it's personalized, that's a little bit better. But also, how many people are they reaching out to? A lot of people who've reached out to me and asked me my advice on this, I've been reached out to by them too. So it's like, what are the, what's the likelihood that this has happened with hundreds and thousands of other artists? Pretty high, you know? They probably reached out. It's a numbers game a little bit. They're trying to find artists to represent. They're trying to find a bunch of artists who might be willing to pay the fees and, and you know, take the risk and maybe you're a little bit desperate. So in that sense, it is a red flag because it's a numbers game and it's a pay-to-play situation. Not all pay-to-plays are created equal. It's like not all calories are created equal. Not all pay-to-plays are created equal. Like if you're just having to pay a little bit of a submission fee to submit your work, you know, $40, $50, whatever, and then, you know, once you get into a show, you don't pay anything else except for maybe a commission, things like that, that's fine. But if you're having to pay $2,000, $2,500, you know, to show your work and then you have to ship your work overseas, which is going to probably cost you, depending on how much work you're shipping over there, a thousand to fifteen hundred more dollars. And then if you go over there yourself too, you got to get the ticket. So who knows? That's maybe a thousand dollars to twelve hundred or fifteen hundred more dollars. So you're already out like forty five, five thousand, fifty five, six thousand dollars right there just to go over there. And then you have to sell basically the equivalent of that amount of money to break even. So is that worth it for you? It may be. It may or may not be. For me, it never really has been. I've always tried to make a living off my work. I've always wanted to have some sort of a return on my investment or the possibility, the strong possibility of a return on my investment. I don't want to have the bar be so high that I have to sell $5,000, worth of work just to break even. That doesn't seem worthwhile to me, especially if you're an artist who is an entrepreneur and all of it's coming from you, your own budget. You don't have somebody bankrolling you. You don't have... saved up. You're just trying to make a living off your work and get by based on your painting sales and, you know, print sales and things like that. If you have to just take this leap of faith to an entity you don't even know as a Hail Mary and hope that you're going to sell that much work, you're probably going to be disappointed. I'm not saying that people don't ever sell work at these things. I'm sure they do, but I would love to see the return on investment as far as on a percentage basis, how much of these people are recouping their expenses. And I would probably say it's pretty low because a lot of these places are going to make their nut based on just your application fees and your fees for the booth to cover the booth or to cover whatever it is that you're doing to be a part of them, to be represented by them. They're going to cover their nut by that. So there's really not a big incentive for them to sell your work. I'm sure they would get a commission on top of that if they sell your work. So they win. It's a win-win for them. But is it a win-win for you? That's something that you have to decide. 
Look, you can't fault a business for trying to make money. It's understandable. Everybody's trying to make money. We're trying to make money. They're trying to make money. That is understandable. But you have to think about it in terms of other businesses. Like what other business is there where they're asking somebody to take all the risk and get just some or partial reward, where the other entity gets all the reward and no risk. That doesn't happen in a lot of businesses. Typically in a business where somebody's taking all the risk, the reward is very high. It's like it's worth the risk. It's like, well, if it pays off, it's going to pay off huge. In this situation, you're taking all the risk, and if it pays off, it pays off for both of you. So you just got to think about it in those terms. Like I said, if you have a lot of money saved up and you're like, look, I'm just going to throw a bunch of shit at the wall, see if it sticks, and you know, try a bunch of different things, then I say, you know, if that's what you think and you want to build your resume, do it. I mean, take a couple risks, do some things. I think you'll find out based on doing that and maybe find out the hard way, okay, well, it was worthwhile in this way. I got to meet some people, especially if you went over there and were there in person. Maybe you made some contacts. Uh, maybe you sold a few pieces here and there. Maybe you developed a couple collectors here and there. Maybe that's worthwhile in the long run. If you can turn that into something downstream, then yeah, maybe it's worthwhile. But for the vast majority of us who are kind of living painting sale to painting sale or artwork sale to artwork sale, or you know, we just have a very small cushion Um, it's hard. Each one of these things is really a leap of faith. It truly is. So that's one thing I would say now in the information age, in the age of social media, where you can reach out to anybody like me, for example, and people do reach out to me about this stuff. Um, you know, reach out to people, do your research, do your own due diligence before you do something like this. Maybe you're on the fence and you're like, you know what? I do have a little bit of money saved up. It's not a lot, but it could be worthwhile if I sell a few pieces and I even just break even. That way I didn't lose any money. I made some new collectors. I made some new friends. I made some new contacts. If that's the case and you're on the fence and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards doing it, I would just say do your due diligence and reach out to some people. Find some people online. Find their social media. Find the artists that they represent or find the artists who have taken part in this before. It's not that hard these days to do that. And then reach out to a few of them, DM them, and ask them about their experience. Just say, hey, look, I'm, uh, I see that you've worked with so-and-so gallery or so-and-so entity, and they reached out to me. I'm kind of you know, deliberating and deciding whether or not I want to take part in this. And then find out what their experience is. Find out if they sold any work. Find out if it was like net positive to them or if it was negative to them. And I think you will see if these artists are legit themselves and they're honest with you, that will probably give you your answer. If you're leaning a certain way and then one of them's like, oh, it was a horrible experience. I lost my money. I barely showed my work to anybody. I didn't make any sales. Um, I've never heard back from them. Then, you know, there's your answer. But if you hear quite a few people say, you know, it was pretty good. I made a few sales. I made a few collectors. Uh, I would do it again. Then maybe that pushes you over the edge and you say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take this risk. So, you know, long story short, are these things legit? It's impossible for me to say off the top of my head if any of these are legit because there's so many nowadays that do this. And it's kind of on a spectrum. I was saying to my wife the other day in a you know sea of people yelling about black and white stuff, I think like intelligence now or nuance is kind of the new intelligence. It's like there's a lot of gray areas and um, granularity to a lot of this stuff. It's not always just like, oh, it's positive or it's negative. For some people, it's positive, or maybe there's certain aspects that are positive and certain aspects that are negative. So you have to weigh the pros and cons of these and decide based on where you are in your career, what level you are in your career, how much money you have, how much risk you're willing to take. All of these things you have to decide for yourself and then 
either make the leap or decide, you know what, I'm going to hold off for now. And you don't always have to burn the bridge either. You can say, look, I'm really interested. I don't have it in my budget at the moment, but I would love to circle back at a later time. And that's fine too. A lot of these people would love to you know, it's not like it's a one-time offer with most of them. It's going to be something where they're like, okay, fine, we'll reach back out to you or reach back out when you have the funds. Um, so that way you are not burning a bridge, you're leaving a door open, and you're saving your money and you're being a little bit more risk-averse in the moment. So that's all fine to do, and that's something that I would highly recommend. And for me, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, I've been doing this a lot of time now, and I've been doing it for, you know, multiple decades, and I do sell my work and I make a living off my work and I do make a living off of galleries and online stuff. And I found a way to kind of streamline it so where I don't have to do as much risk and I get my reward. I get a return on my investment and I build my collector base and, you know, it keeps me going and I don't have to just be, you know, taking these huge leaps of faith every once in a while and hoping that they pay off. Um, That's not to say that everybody can have the same career path as I do, But I think it's one of those things where when you've been burned a few times, you kind of start to realize like all these things in your mind sound great. The possibilities always sound great, but the action of actually doing it, just even packaging up a shit ton of work and shipping it overseas to have somebody else take all that out, put it on a you know gallery wall or into a fair or something like that, and not even be sure how they're going to hang your stuff, how it's going to arrive, if it's going to be taken care of. That alone is a lot of work. But then, you know, putting the money together, signing the contracts, going over this, doing all the research, you know, taking the risk of like flying over there and being there in person, doing a little bit of globe trotting, having to get a hotel on top of that. Maybe you've got a friend who stays in the country and you can stay with them or maybe you can Airbnb or whatever, but it's just going to cost you a lot of time, money, effort. It's going to be physical, it's going to be mental, and it's going to be financial. So that's why I just really caution people to you know, take this seriously and do your due diligence. You don't want to learn the hard way. You want to minimize that as much as you can because I've learned the hard way many times and I would really like to save anybody from a bad experience. Having said that, as I said before, not to beat a dead horse, but not all of these are just a blanket no for everybody. It all depends on your financial status, on your risk tolerance, on your career level, and really what you want to do. So at the end of the day, you can take this or leave it, but hopefully it's given you at least something to think about and to ponder when you are approached by these places, these galleries, these entities, and um, just know that you can reach out to people and you can get more information and you don't have to say yes to everything. And your yes might be a no for somebody else, and that's okay. Hopefully this has been helpful. Looking forward to talking to you on the next episode. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any follow-up questions or if you have any questions on anything on uh, the interwebs or on the social medias. I am at PMSR Work everywhere. And take care of yourselves. Be creative. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves, as always. And happy holidays, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> I guess you thought you could get rid of me easily. Well, think again, buddy. Huh. Actually, it turned out to be pretty easy. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, 
whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.